It's time for another episode of Tucson Means Business, featuring Tucson's top entrepreneurs and leaders in the business world. And now your host, Mark Bishop. And welcome to another Tucson Means Business, proudly sponsored by the 49ers Golf and Country Club on Tancaverde, the hidden jewel of the desert. And of course, open for golf. And uh, the course is in lovely nick at the moment. But also, you could still get food, order food and so on from the Rincon Mountain Grill. And, uh, of course, all the safety procedures are in place. So, you know, no rumors about them being closed. Totally open and doing business. And we'd love to see you there, particularly our guests visiting town. We're broadcasting live on Tucson Business Radio X Studio. Uh, the studio is in the Stewart Title uh, building, the corporate offices on Broadway here in Tucson, Arizona. And uh, as I said, the 49ers Golf and Country Club are our proud sponsors and have been for a couple of years now. My special guest in the show is a very successful businessman by the name of Stephen Weaver. Welcome, Steve. Well, thank you very much. It's my pleasure to be here. I've always wanted to be on this show. Well, that's, uh, that's nice to have you. You've just moved to town. You're doing exciting things. But your career path in the U.S. and abroad uh, has including working for public, private and family-owned companies, as well as running your own business. And you attribute much of your success to being a member of a Vistage group, right? I often say Vistage, but it's Vistage. That's correct. Vistage group. How does that come about? Well, um, I got lucky. A friend of mine who owned a business suggested Vistage to me when I was running a newspaper in Tampa, Florida. And uh, it's a membership organization. It's not something you join, but it's something you're selected to join. And uh, then through two other roles at two other companies, uh, I continued um, from when I was in Florida, then moved to Colorado. You, um, you've had an incredible background, which we're going to cover in business, because uh, moving here now as the Vistage Chair is going to be involving helping a lot of businesses. You've been a media executive for many years. Uh, you were a member of the innovative team, in fact, that took the first newspaper in the country online launched the first Hispanic and Vietnamese newspapers in a major U.S. market and was the first American newspaper publisher to address European Parliament. What challenging days. Tell us about some of those, mate. Well, let's start uh, back with taking the first newspaper online, since that's something that just about all of us experience today. Uh, back in the 90s, um, online was emerging, and we saw that very wrongly, I might add, which is one of the reasons Vistas has been help, has helped me is to see cl much more clearly what the opportunity was. We thought this was a nice sideline that, oh, if somebody wanted it online, they could get it, right. but never imagined that that would replace the delivered newspaper. Uh, so we moved actually first to Prodigy, then to America Online, and then eventually to the World Wide Web. You know, our Hispanic and Vietnamese uh, uh, newspapers were really born out of the fact that Silicon Valley, San Jose, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, California is very diverse. It's about was about a third Anglo, a third Hispanic, and a third um, Vietnamese, with the predominant portion of that being, um, you know, very very educated, very vibrant, but preferring information in their negative language, which is understandable. Yeah, and so we decided to do that. Uh, a little later in my career, I was involved in 
uh, a project in Tampa, Florida. I ran a newspaper, had a wonderful partner, Eric Land, who's now in Birmingham, running uh, Channel 8 there, which we, and we were owned by the same company. And we put our newsrooms together. We did a great deal in merging TV and print and built an online hub that came to dominate the market. Hmm. And so uh, that's when I was in Europe talking about doing that and was asked to speak to Parliament. Well, uh, you had to be a bit of a visionary to see, you know, where it was going to go down the track. But I, I guess there are a lot of people at that time, as you say, they just said, oh, look, it's a throwaway thing, you know, and it's never going to be that, uh, that anything to worry about. <laughs> you know, an interesting story. There was news today, and sad news, that Fry's Electronics, we know Fry's Grocery here, which was bought from the Fry family years ago, but okay. Fry's Electronics, which was a store you could walk in and get any part you wanted to build a computer. It was a, this huge warehouse full of uh, parts and electronics, and it is closing nationally. And they were a lot like the newspaper, where you could open it up and almost everything was there, all the news that's fit to print, every advertiser. But as digital transformed those businesses, both Fry's Electronics, and most newspapers have shrunk dramatically. Mm -hmm. And so the difference between digital being a sideline and instead being the center of commerce and news was really what has changed. We're staying on the entrepreneurial track with uh, Steve Weaver. We talked about, you know, the first to launch papers and so on and online, but if that wasn't enough, you were also part of the uh, founding team that launched a number of very large online businesses once it got going, like cars.com, uh, careerbuilder, realtor.com, among others. Could you really see at that time now that this was the absolute future? Everything was going to be online. Um, no. You know, I think this was also seen as a sideline. And I was a junior member. I was part of the work team to get uh, those uh, online platforms up and running. But as with many businesses, we had blind spots. And it's one of the things that Vistage helps you uncover is where you're not seeing clearly. Because okay. we all see based on our experience. And back then, geography, we felt our geography, where we distributed, was where our wealth came from. And it was completely wrong. Where our wealth came from were our customers. And what our customers wanted was a better way you know, or the best possible way to distribute their message, to tell their story, to invite customers in. Hmm. So during that time, newspapers were the most powerful advertising media because they reached deep yeah. and everybody read it. Well, everybody was either a train or a tram or, you know, at work, under your arm at lunchtime. I mean, the big old newspapers. I, I used to hate the smell of the print on your fingers, but yeah. I tell you what, it's where you went. Ads, uh, selling things, uh, the latest news. I mean, everything was there. Crosswords. Everything was there. And because of that, we were in love with what we did. And we felt our geography was like the moat around our castle. And if you were going to go into a different market, well, you'd have to go with a different paper. And newspapers didn't like to compete because it was so difficult to dislodge the hometown brand. Right. But that all changed with digital. And if we had realized it, you know, one of our companies would have owned Facebook, would have owned all of these instead of been minor partners. Right, so, right, right. So. 
You know, uh, it's something funny I'll tell you. In Australia, uh, newspapers have a very special role after they've been read or the end of the week or whatever. And we have fish and chip shops just like the Brits. Very famous uh, gummy shark flake and potato cakes and chips. But Friday night fish and chips... They wrap them in butcher's paper and then they wrap them around that with the newspapers. <laughs> so it always reminds me of good old fish and chips. Let's talk about digital marketing. What was the digital marketing company that served the US and Caribbean markets? I mean, did you have anything to do with the global sales team in the podcast sector as well? Sure. And two different things. Um, part of what I did when I left media was uh, form a, a, a number of companies that worked with TV, print, and radio companies because they're very competitive and they don't want to work with the same industry, same business. Um, and we helped them go from a online um, provider of information to a marketing company that could help you on Google or Facebook or with websites and so on because TV commercials, radio commercials just simply weren't enough. If you look in Tucson, there are some very, very good companies here that if uh, in television, for example, whose uh, salespeople can not only help you get on TV, mm -hmm. but also manage your entire digital infrastructure. Mm -hmm. And so I got into that early, helping companies build their internal capability to do that work. More recently, I've worked uh, with a podcast publisher to go from selling programmatic advertising, which is a way to just place orders at a low price across a network, to sell their audience directly to ad agencies and others. So we recruited salespeople and um, worked on the value proposition, why should you care about this audience versus another? Hmm. And so, um, but I think the thing that sort of binds all this together is first the fact that coming from sort of the birth of the internet and what it did to newspapers, I uh, came to realize that we really need help seeing outside our business. We're all so used to what we do, mm -hmm. that entertaining something different. We're so close to it. Yeah. You're, and, and in many cases, we love it. And if you love it, it's hard to leave it. And so um, trying to not defend the way things are, but understand what's real out there and what your customers truly care about. And so you can innovate it and stay with them. Uh, and that's sort of where Vistage comes in, because what I do is I'm a CEO's partner, group of CEOs, but individually to help them be the best they can be at their job because it's perhaps the most lonely position on the planet. <laughs> I mean, at least the president of the United States gets lots of feedback from everybody. <laughs> you know, a lot of CEOs labor uh, in companies that are not as well visible, they're mm -hmm. not seen, and are making critical decisions about the future. I mean, if we had had that back in yeah. before. When, it, when you think about it, my word. different. A very busy career, Steve, you've had. I mean, it's literally taken you around the nation. Uh, you also served as a member of the Florida Council of 100. Mm -hmm. Now, the World Association of Newspapers, uh, many non-profit boards, this experience must give you, surely, a fantastic in-depth knowledge of how to help businesses in today's vistage world. 
I think it taught me the importance of humility, knowing you don't know uh, everything and it's better to ask questions and learn than to sort of think you have the answer. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the Council of 100 were the top 100 companies in Florida. And so... And these are huge companies. No, very large uh, companies, but all with leaders who question and attempt to find the best path for their company, their employees, mm -hmm. and to serve their customers better. Mm -hmm. World Association of Newspapers, just more minds working on problems. And so I think where it intersects with Vistage is, you know, we're all about bringing groups of CEOs together, uh, sort of a band of brothers and sisters to work together to help each other make the best decisions and grow. Um, and I learned a lot of that and the, the value of service, serving others, serving each other mm -hmm. um, in that time. Well, we're going to get right into Vistage and I, you know, get a thorough understanding of who it's for, why it would be good, why it wouldn't be good for some, uh, why it's so successful across America, how it's grown and what you're opening here in Tucson and already the people you have interested and so on. But I want to ask you this. What do you do for relaxation? <laughs> well, yesterday was my 25th wedding anniversary, and my wife took me falconing. Oh, congratulations. That's young Holly, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. Lovely lady. Very talented lady in her own right, isn't she? She's a, a children's book writer, author. Yep. Yeah, books and, under uh, Holly B. Right, and spent many years in, uh, in the, the media world through advertising and writing and so on. So, yeah, at least uh, you can talk at the kitchen table about certain things. Um, you enjoy wine tastings, I think you told me. We do, and uh, fortunately here in Tucson there are some wonderful wineries just a short drive away, mm -hmm. which was a, a factor in us choosing To Tucson. come here, yeah, out of Colorado. Yeah, We love live music. Uh, there is very little of that now. A lot of it's streaming live concerts. Mm -hmm. We have many friends from the uh, music business. Um, and I have two French bulldog puppy, puppies, Hula and Tater, who are... <laughs> Just <laughs> delightful. And tater tot. Tater tot, <laughs> yes. And, uh, you know, they've got more personality than uh, you can sometimes stand. Well, I know you like hiking, so have you done the Saguaro National Park yet? Yes, yeah. In fact, we have that, a lifetime pass. So cool. We're actually um, having a picnic with some friends there on uh, Sunday. Very good. And uh, I think when I did a Zoom with you, I saw hanging up in the background some guitars. That, yes. Bit of a rocker, are we, from way back or what? A <laughs> uh, little more blues than more rock, blues. you okay. know, uh, and certainly, you know, Keith Richards sort of being my idol because he's probably the best uh, rhythm guitarist. He's a good lead guitarist as well. But, right. Uh, and so, uh, but I do enjoy that. Well, you've got to have uh, balance in life. And uh, everybody's got all different sorts of things. Uh, you're listening to Tucson Means Business with my special guest being Stephen Weaver, who is now the uh, new Vistage Chair for Tucson and Vale. Uh, two chairs that are going, well, that's it, isn't it? Two chairs. Well, yeah, we, we're... Uh, or do you call them chapters? Well, yeah, a group for group, the okay. cities, yes. Okay. Now, you're setting up the two Vistage Chairs in both Tucson and Vale. What is your overall goal? Well, I mean, we're really here to help CEOs, business owners become better leaders, make better decisions, and produce better results. And so as such, we 
and that can revolve around growth, succession planning, expansion, exit strategy. There's lots of pieces to that. Okay, because let's be honest, it all sounds cliche, doesn't it? We've all heard of this before, but there's something special about um, Vistage because the results are there. It's a safe place to solve difficult challenges mm -hmm. that leaders, you know, basically cannot discuss with their board, a management team or employees. Now, why? Well, first, I think it's run by CEOs. So you have, uh, unless you've done that, you really don't understand the pressure, the responsibility, and, you know, the need for to be right more often than you're wrong. Right. Otherwise, you know, your business suffers. Well, the buck stops with you, doesn't it? It does. And oftentimes, you know, you is a singular word. And uh, to turn you to us, that's what Vistage does, because you have non-competitors in the same market who will listen to you, care about you, and offer feedback. And many of the issues that we're struggling with at the time, there's a group of 16 others there in the group. They've seen it. They've felt it. They've heard it. They've dealt with it. And they not only can help you address it, they'll hold you accountable for doing something. Because all of us have those two or three issues that we talk about all the time and never do anything about. Mm -hmm. And so fundamentally, it's about lifelong learning, growth, and getting better. Because we are in a job that is so service-oriented. We work for our customers. We work for our employees. We work for... You know, our landlords, we work for all of those people who have a stake in us and a stake in our success. So how do you make sure you're as good as you can be? If you're wired that way, you're a learner. And, you know, there's a, um, a wonderful um, video on TED uh, from Julie Gaff, who it's, it talks about the difference between a scout and a soldier mentality. And a soldier mentality simply means that I have these beliefs, and when they're pushed, I defend them. Okay. And America's very like that now. I mean, we all have our beliefs, and we're passionate, and we, you know, push each other. Right. A scout has to go out and say, what's real? Are we walking into an ambush? Is that a bear? I'm out there on my own, early. Yeah. You hear a rustling in the woods. Is it a bear, or is it a squirrel? You've got to make that decision. Yeah, and you need to be right most of the time. <laughs> How do you do that? <laughs> you know? Well, it's funny you brought up bears. I was watching a documentary the other night, Disney, beautifully done, uh, lovely photography on a channel there. I love documentaries, and uh, it's amazing how they go through the winter and feed their young and survive and this and that bears you know when they stand up these things are tall very <laughs> i would like to you know um what i want to ask you is this we're going to talk about vistage we're talking about vistage i'm one company i'm a ceo i join a vistage chair in a ring but i'm not going to have the same business per se same same type of company uh in that group correct i'm exclusive am i Yes. Okay. That's important. I think it is important. Yeah. Now, how many may be in a group? Eight on the low end, 16 on the high end. Um, no bigger than that because, you know, this is all about sharing, connection, learning. Uh, we bring in speakers. I do one-to-one -one meetings with my partners. Um, but fundamentally, it's about being able 
to make better decisions. So you have to have the time to listen, learn, be challenged, and work through that feedback. Um, and so the groups are smaller. So what you're telling me really is that I am placing a lot of trust uh, on others in that room. Mm -hmm. And what we talk about is confidential. Very. But we're there to help each other, to support each other, and to work through and solve difficult challenges mm -hmm. that I may be having with my company. Mm -hmm. Some ideas, this and that. Okay, uh, what sort of atmosphere and environment am I in while I'm doing this? That's a good question because it's changed with COVID. Right now, we're doing Zoom calls, so everyone's there. Um, in Tucson, because we're in a somewhat safer space, we'll probably have a hybrid model where you can come to a meeting place um, and then we'll have big screens and cameras for the people mm -hmm. who are um, uh, prefer to do Zoom. Um, you spend one day together. Oftentimes we have a happy hour after to have conversations, you know, one drink kind of thing so it's safe. But um, it's an environment where you- But you could still have meetings but you're just gonna be the 10 feet apart, right? Correct. And you'd wear masks, no doubt. You could wear masks, you know. Okay, communication. So you're doing the right thing and being protective because I think there's something, you know, about being there. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, I think people are fed up with Zoom, quite frankly, and, you know, people miss the old touch, you know, the touch the old skin and, and together. But so I'm in this particular place, all right, and, and is, is it a formatted thing that, that uh, you go through? How long would it be for a meeting, as an example? Well, let me just take you through a, okay. a meeting. Yeah. So we get there in the morning. We, we have a little breakfast. You know, okay. there's a little bit of conversation. Um, I would, you know, call the meeting to order. You know, we'd go around and talk about significant events. Um, we would um, often have a speaker in the morning, so an expert. Um, one that was done recently in Tucson that I was part of was on a gentleman who's an expert at sales leadership, both from B2B and B2C companies, and offered up a way to think about how to be much more effective in sales. And based on the reaction in the room, I mean, there was some tremendous interest in the material and it applied. Hmm. Uh, once that's over, you have a lot of chance, you have a chance to interact with that speaker, ask them questions. Mm -hmm. uh, then because of our one-on-one -on -one time, every member's working on some issues. You know, some of those are surfaced for discussion. We do uh, something we call issue processing, okay. which what comes out of it is uh, oftentimes a much whatever we thought the question was as an individual right once the group begins to understand it our perception change because they see it from different perspectives we end up with what is the real issue to be solved we then you know work on solutions and the member walks away with the plan and the fortunate or unfortunate uh, opportunity to at the next meeting, share what they did about it well that's it's pretty a, cool so a lot of people get wrong ideas you know they hear of things oh, I it's like a flog fest no it's not about having stuff at the back of the room you got to buy the guests that you bring in or the guest speakers per se they're chosen then to be there to really give something of value 
Yes. Right. To the group at that particular time. Now, are they always breakfast, you know, breakfast first of the day, These the meetings? Well, the meetings are all day. Okay. Starts with the breakfast. There's a lunch, and then you see a happy hour after. Okay, so so it's a full it's a full day. Full day. Well, okay. Now, that person will do that. If you want to know more about what they can offer to do, I guess, and they're a member. Are they? They're an actual member themselves. The, the guest speaker, speakers that come in. The speakers are part of the company. They're vetted. Okay. Uh, they're paid for by Vistage. Um, and the founding group, when a group forms, those CEOs who are at the, at the start of the group tend to help guide it. So we choose together the speakers we want to have okay. and how we want that experience. Because all of us join looking to learn and you know improve certain improve, things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we set that table to achieve those goals. So if I was to ask you straight out, why would a business owner or executive want to join Vistage? I think there are three basic reasons. I want to I want to avoid executive isolation, which is a very, very tough thing right now with COVID, mm -hmm. to where I need people to talk to who are unbiased, who can help me with my specific problem. Two, I need to solve a specific business problem, how to make better decisions, how to recruit better, how to manage the sale or acquisition of companies. Now, I think the... The, the third reason is I'm a lifelong learner. I want to get better. Um, I know it's hard to do this. Everybody has an agenda out there. Vistage is probably the only organization that sits next to the CEO. It is on their side. Hmm. My job is to work for you, not to work for a company. So okay. I am their partner. Now, usually great things in life don't come free, okay? There's got to be charges involved. So... I can join as an individual, private business. Uh, I mean, there's got to be tax write-offs with this, right? Does it come under the species of marketing and, and training and, and all that era? Yeah, there is a charge, depending on whether you're a small or large business and right. the group. Um, it is not something you can join. You have to be invited to join. And there is quite a process of hmm. interviews and conversations okay. and so on. And uh, in a market where there are more than one group, then you can certainly, you know, try mm -hmm. the different groups. You know, Phoenix, okay. I believe, has 11 with two being built right now. Okay. And so it needs to be the right place for you as a CEO. It needs to be the right group for you. Mm -hmm. And once it is, I can tell you as someone who was skeptical when I went in, it pays tremendous dividends. Well, well that's, that's what counts, isn't it? I mean, at the end of the day. End of the day. We, we talked about, I want to ask you what the time commitment is. I thought... You, it was more that where you just had sort of a breakfast hour or two hours, then you went on to your company. Yep. But, but what do you when you say the day? Yeah. All right. So the, how does that work? Sure. And the time commitment, frankly, is the hardest because as CEOs, we always are busy, and there are a lot of demands. But the key to this is taking one day, stepping away from your business, stop working in it. Mm -hmm. And to work on your business. To work on it instead of in it. Yeah. And and right. many, many, many executives don't understand that. I think that's a great thing, quite frankly. It's it's uh, it's stepping out of it, you know, and looking in yep. from a different perspective. It's key. You know, you can see the whole thing. Yep. So the uh, commitment. But if someone said to you, oh, Steve, this is just another networking group. Oh, there's no networking. 
<laughs> Explain. Well, uh, and, and I'll touch on the time commitment. So a full day a month, then a 90 minutes to uh, two hours with me, at, you know, whatever mm-hmm. makes sense, mm-hmm. um, helping you kind of integrate many of the things that were talked about at the meeting. Um, in terms of the um, what it's really like, I mean, rephrase the questions just so I can. In, in reference to what, networking? Yeah, it's not. Because it, it's not a networking group. It, yeah, you're not there to connect with each other, meet to pass you leads and so on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah, is yeah, yeah. Hand this business is, cards, have a drink together and hope to God you can do business. This is totally opposite to that. Yeah, it's. You go there to give, to share, and, to help. Right, and the, what you get out of it is about you being better. It's, in one ways, it's the most selfish investment that a CEO will make, and you know, frankly, it's about time because the company depends on you being really good. And uh, if you do not invest in yourself, and this is a very, very powerful investment in that it's not training. This is personal development. This is us getting a group that can help us. Uh, see things differently. And so there's no sales networking component to it. Now, many Vistage members do business with each other. You know, I might say, well, Mark, gosh, what you're doing here, and I can say this because it's a true statement, this is a really valuable thing. I may want to do this and others might. That happens all the time. Hmm. But it isn't about sharing leads. This is about building human beings. I wouldn't interest me if it was that because uh, you just get tired of that. My special guest is Stephen Weaver, who uh, is a Vistage chair now for Tucson and Vale, a very experienced CEO, businessman, entrepreneur, successful, God knows what. And um, he's going to be heading up these chairs and I think they're going to be fantastic uh, groups. And you might want to know more about it. But my sponsor, of course, is the 49ers Golf and Country Club. And they have a message. You're listening to Tucson Means Business on Tucson Business Radio X right here, coming out of the Stuart Title building on Broadway. And, of course, we're proudly sponsored by the 49ers Golf and Country Club, a wonderful course and wonderful club here in Tucson. I have the Director of Memberships and Tournaments, Casey Polivjack. Casey, tournaments are a big thing for a golf club. Uh, Absolutely. Um, We are a semi-private club, which means we have membership available but we also are open to the public um, with being open to the public we welcome um, nonprofit uh, tournaments uh, fundraisers um, we specialize in groups from four to 144 see this is an important thing isn't it, in the community uh, companies would love to do something for their staff something that's different but they don't want the course to be too hard and they want it to be friendly they want the service to be right and the atmosphere to make it a really fun day. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. And, and that's what you strive to do, isn't it? It's part of your uh, whole job, really. I think that's what we uh, we specialize in is the, how am I going to say this? The, the, the tournament that's not looking at spending too much money because they're in it to make money for their for their charity right so we offer really good uh, facilities uh, a great golf course um but i'm gonna be honest it's not the best golf course in tucson it's not the nicest facilities but everything is good out there and your guests are going to have a good experience because of the value that they're getting 
for um, the cost of the tournament. There you go. That's an important factor. It's all very well, you know, wanting to have a great day out for everybody, but if it breaks the bank, then it defeats the whole purpose. Absolutely. And if you're trying to raise funds, which is an integral part, because Tucson seems to be a wonderful place for raising funds, there's so many people who support so many wonderful causes. Mm -hmm. And there is a lot of, uh, you know, great causes out there. And, you know, people get, they kind of come to a, a fork in the road. And, um, you know, you got school sponsorships that, uh, you know, booster clubs. Um, there's so many uh, fundraising uh, facility or uh, possibilities out there that uh, we really have specialized in golf tournaments for people and helping them maximize the amount of money they can make. Mm -hmm. um, I've put together a, a brochure to help people that have never uh, run a golf tournament that will kind of take them from step one until the you know the day of the event that's so. very very good if people uh, from somewhere now maybe they're moving into tucson with a new business new company whatever how can they get hold of you directly uh you know they can call me directly at 520-749-4925 uh extensions 212 but we recommend you go to the the website uh it's a great way to uh you know get information about the club on uh, not only golf tournaments but membership that website is 49ercc.com f-o-r-t-y-n-i-n-e-r-c-c.com there you go casey belifchak he's the director of memberships and tournaments he's the fellow to speak to now back to the show i'm back with stephen weaver this is mark bishop it's tucson means business let me ask you this uh, well i know you get results because i've known other members but emphatically you you can you know businesses get results well, if they participate. Yeah, well, it, for me, this is a very easy question because I was a member. I was a member in three different companies. So I was a member in Tampa, Florida. I was a member uh, in Colorado in two different iterations of my career. And I can tell you, if I had had Vistage and the kind of group I had in Florida or Colorado – Back when Cars.com and CareerBuilder were being created, right. we would have owned them because they right. would have slapped me in a kind way. Yes, yes, and yes. And says, do you realize, <laughs> you know, the most important thing we owned was content and customer relationships. Right. It wasn't the distribution methodology. That's what we prized the most. Right. So we were, we had everything we needed to win. We looked at it the wrong way. And so. Well, it's very well in hindsight, isn't it? Well, it is. And yeah. so, frankly, uh, in many decisions along the way, having that group, having the ability to get that counsel, plus constantly learning, you know, because that's part of, the, of what we do in Vistage with the speakers and the online community of 23,000 members, companies, good ideas aren't the problem. You know, it's really getting yourself ready to lead your company to a significantly greater place. Tucson and Vale are the two chairs you're opening and, and doing. Can anyone join? I mean, I know it's an invitational thing. Is that sort of keep the riffraff out or how does it work? Well, and you know what I mean by that, yeah, right? Yeah, and I was just, I was like, I was chewing on the word riffraff. You know, um, no, it's, it's not about riffraff. It's about... Um, can you be a contributor? Yeah, you, I would think that would be the biggest thing, wouldn't it? Yeah. Are you, are you going to benefit? You get to interview, though, don't you, everybody? That's what I spend half my time doing. Right. And um, now, If you were to knock me back or knock somebody back, they would have to be what for that to happen? 
Um, if you would reject their application. Um, if you felt like you knew everything and wanted to teach the group, that would be probably the first reason. Um, if you, um, I mean, and, and let me turn the, the question a hair. Um, if you're a lifelong learner, want to succeed, are driven, can give as much as take, you can be a partner, mm -hmm. this is a great place. Mm -hmm. If you're there to get, it won't work. Right. So it's quid pro quo, 50-50 in the jar, right? What kind of businesses overall can join? Almost any, as long as they're of sufficient size. You know, we have found that businesses that are larger have similar problems. That's not always true. Um, but I have seen media executives, construction firms. We've had mayors and other uh, political um, uh, figures. Uh, so it really is a blathora across the board then. Right. It's, it's not, you know, just CEOs, Fortune 500 companies. No, in fact, I would say Fortune 500 is probably not as effective. If you work for a Fortune 5 companies and say in Tucson and you run a division, that's a good person. Okay. Because what you're really looking is relevance. If you can go in and get your similar business experiences, not experience, because you can be new in it or... You know, I have two that are coming to our Vistage event on uh, May, uh, May 4th who are two to three years from retirement and are working on succession planning and load balancing and lots of issues mm. that I have another who just took over. And in fact, their president is wants this person in and they're brand new. Wow, very good. But both. But but this person is tremendous. And so you're going to get a diversity of thought and experience, right. no competition. Let's go back, way back for you in the very, very beginning. How did you get into Vistich again in the very – who invited you? There was a friend of mine who was a customer of the newspaper, and I had gotten to know him fairly well, you know, personally. And he was a member of a group. He suggested I explore it. The only thing is I could not be in his group because we had a customer relationship. And, you know, because I have to disclose, I mean, I'm talking about, you know, the problems, concerns, insecurities, mm -hmm. needs I have. Right. But I ended up joining a group and there were some tremendous people, a young lady, very young CEO who owned a then emerging, now large fast food company, hamburger company. I mean, she took it from here through the roof. Right. And, you know, she came in about the same time I did, and we became acquaintances. Um, so I came in sort of mid-career, uh, running a $300 million, $320 million company, um, 32 newspapers. You know, it was a pretty big operation. Um, but... My company being bigger than hers didn't matter because what she was dealing with were similar things I was, and we could learn from each other. Hmm. And it it really helps with that. And I'm sure you felt it. Being alone. Well, yeah, I, you know, I mean, is, one man army. <laughs> it's hard. It's too darn hard, I'll tell you. Particularly in retirement years. How did it help you? Do you think overall? Well, I mean, look what you've done. Look what you've how it's helped your career and the things you've achieved. Um, 
you'd have to give it a lot of kudos, wouldn't you? Well, I would say that the best times of my career I was in Vestige, the times in in parts where I weren't, uh, I made more mistakes and relied on myself a little more. My blind spots came into play. Um, But... You know, I if I could do over, which none of us can, I would have found it much earlier in my career. Because it's not, and Vistage is important. It's a good company, but the concept of that band of brothers and sisters, you know, mm-hmm. your mm-hmm. own your own board of directors that are helping you, um, and the fact that you know, eight to ten times a year, there are speakers in helping you learn and get better it's hard to be i think what i'd get out of it is you certainly wouldn't feel alone you know there are people of the same ilk people on your wavelength uh people who can express something maybe why don't you try that have you had have you had a go at this that them sharing it with you helps you to see it a totally different way to where you may have been looking at it a long time but all you've got is a blank you know and, and then, sorry. Yeah, and the antidote, I, I agree with everything you said. I'd say the reciprocal of that is in those times where terrifying things happen, you have no control. And as you know, when the ball comes in and it's you know, something you'd never imagined, you know, COVID would be the most recent one. What does that do if you own a restaurant? Well, yeah. What is that if you do if you own hotels? <clears throat> you are able. Very, very difficult. To, yeah. You have a group. You have somewhere to go. Are you guys seeing this? Yeah. What do we do? And you can't do that inside your company or you could be perceived as weak or incapable. You know, there's so many things that the head of an organization is supposed to be. Right. And there's so much scrutiny in a time of social media and so on. Yeah. Yeah. To have a place where you can go and others are probably dealing with something similar, certainly in COVID's case. You know, in Vistage, I got 23,000 people I can connect with. I don't probably won't do all of them. So let's touch on that for a moment. You mentioned this twice now. This is the national uh, what da- database? International membership organization. Interna- so even, it's international. Even in inter- Australia, mm-hmm. you know, of course, you could be part of Vista. So there's there's twenty three thousand members. Yeah, CEO members. CEO members or business owners. Well, that's yeah, business owners. Okay. Um, you don't have to work for somebody. It could be your own business. It, it is probably, you know, in, in the group I'm forming, about half. That's interesting. More, a, little, a little more than half. I would think that the guy that owns his own business needs more help than, you know, a lot of them. It certainly means more if it doesn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now, listen, I know you, uh, well, you've been all over the place. I mean, uh, I've been everywhere, man. But, hey, what made you want to start a group in Tucson, Stephen? And Vail, for that matter. Yep. Um, well, first, we picked Tucson as our, hopefully, last place to live. You know, we have, we've had a wonderful life. We have, um, you know, great regard for the places we've lived. We've lived in, you know, Colorado, in the mountains of Colorado, um, you know, in, in the Boulder area, in the Greeley area. Uh, we lived in. I grew up in Dallas, um, not from there, but spent mm. a lot of time there. And of course, you had the Florida bit as well. Yeah, a bit in Florida. Spent uh, you know more than a decade in Silicon Valley. So we've had a taste mm-hmm. of the U.S. buffet, mm-hmm. and you know, 
it's hard to beat Tucson. I mean, we have <laughs> weather-wise and everything. It is. It's it's you know, it's a it's a it's a mixed pot. You get a situation where people come from all over the world, all over America, for the hospital treatments and the medical when it comes to Arizona. Here for the weather from the winter, the Midwest, the freezing Canadian colds and the East Coast, you know, and all that jazz. Yeah, that's lovely. But guess what? You've still got things like people who should never have brought certain seeds yes. to grow certain plants so you get that affect allergies. terribly, <laughs> absolute bloody horrible allergies, right, when it all boils down. And people suffer from that. Personally, I miss the ocean. I love Tucson. My wife is from Tucson. She's a Tucsonan. And uh, as against Tucsonian, which took me a while to learn. Yep, but, uh, yeah, everybody comes back. The mountains bring you back. It's something special in the mountains. But it's a lovely place, very friendly place, and it's got just about every bit of talent you can find, you know, in Phoenix and all that jazz without the hot concrete and without the traffic. Uh, I just miss the beach. I just miss the ocean, you know. Well, can I give you my one-minute <laughs> Tucson commercial? By all means. You know, so uh, and, and uh, first I must say that this is not a commercial to move here because, you know, we're plenty big. Um, but first, uh, if you love the mountains, we have a, uh, a Mount Lemon here where you can drive up and there's a ski area at the top and you'll think you're in Colorado. Yeah. If you drive slightly south of Vail, um, there's a wine country, which you'll think you're in a part of Napa. Uh, and there's some tremendously good wines there. Most of them that don't make their way out of Arizona because we drink them. <laughs> if you go uh, three plus hours by car, you can be on your beach in Mexico, and there are some tremendous developments there. Well, you can that's a bone of contention right now. I got to tell you because uh, my I can't get my wife over the border anymore. Yeah. There's a lot of other people I know will not go down to Rocky Point anymore, down to Puerto Penasco. Can I share with you then that one of our um, uh, members at the Vistage meeting on the 4th mm -hmm. has a home down there, and she will be glad to help you process this issue. All right. Well, and, maybe we know, can maybe talk her into it. You still got to get there. Well. You know what? It is a bit of a shame. You know what I'm referring to, right? It's a bit of a shame right on our doorstep. That shouldn't be the case. But all righty. Okay. We, this is going to be fantastic. Now, for those listening to this, how do I meet this guy? What do I do? Let's talk about how to contact you, Steve. You've got a website URL, vistage.com chairs slash Stephen.weaver. Yeah, you can just search for me on the Vistage website. And, and that Vistage website is tremendous, and it's a good place to really check it out first. I have a lot of people who have not heard of us in Tucson, and when they do, they said, this is an amazing organization. I didn't know it existed. Hmm, hmm. And I said, well, we don't advertise. What we do is we select. Mm -hmm. So if you're well, they have to know you exist, of course, and that's what you're doing now. You're reaching out mm -hmm. to corporations and so on. Um, you know, uh, Tucson Business Radio X. My channel here will have you on permanently, uh, the podcast, and of course uh, uh, your headshot and so on, so what you look like and your contacts. Mm -hmm. So there's another good way. Uh, other than that, is there a number you, you don't mind people calling you on or? Oh, if you want to uh, call me on uh, 520-302-8300, um, you know, I'd love to hear from you. Good. Uh, we'll put that, too, onto the site so people can do that. Now, you've already contacted people. Things are happening. When do you actually launch? We'll launch in June. You know, what we're doing is forming this new group uh, in Tucson. Early response has been tremendous. Um, and uh, the group that will meet virtually, and we do a half day, 
um, meeting to just give everyone an experience and then those who choose to be a part of it and make and it makes sense for Vistage and me um, we'll get started um, in June I am with all of the folks who have already committed I'm spending some time one-on-one -on -one with each of them mm -hmm. in both March and April right. to kind of get a head start mm -hmm. uh, and it also is less expensive but wasn't there that deal in May weren't you doing something in May before in May, June May 4th yeah May 4th is the big one because uh, yeah. June is often a month where some people do go away yeah from, but on, uh, from but on May 4th right you know if you're interested in being a part of that May 4th meeting you would really need to get a hold of me minimum of two weeks prior. Mm -hmm. So as soon as you hear this, yeah. you know, yeah, by all give means. me a shout and we can begin a dialogue because oh. it's not a everybody gets to go. Okay, kind of fabulous. May 4th. All right. Well, mate, it's been absolutely amazing. I'm, I'm um, very keen myself, to be honest with you. Um, Stephen Weaver, that's his name. He is... Uh, a well-earned businessman of, of incredible success uh, throughout his career that he loves helping people with. When I first got contacted with Steve last year, in fact, um, I was so nicely surprised of how and what he offered to help with in certain ways when he came here. And um, surprisingly, he's kept his word. So that's very nice to know because there's not many that do that. But he's a terrific fellow. The two chairs of Vale and Tucson... Go online, everything we've given you there. Um, talk to him, have a chat, see if it's going to be right for you. Because let's face it, we've got to come back from COVID and you need every bit of help you can get with your company, your business, and this is going to give you a hell of a leg up. Stephen, lovely having you. Thanks for coming in for Tucson Means Business. It is my pleasure. I appreciate being part of the now alumni of this show. <laughs> You're kind of famous in many parts. Oh, uh, there you go. So uh, that's lovely to have you. Thank you. And thanks to the 49ers. And do you play golf, by the way? Um, I do play golf. And I also know that the 49ers is allegedly the best restaurant in Tucson. The Rincon Grill. It's a I'm hidden, it's you, a hidden are, jewel. It's I a hidden jewel. From many people. <laughs> it's a wonderful. So. And, well, we've got a gym there, too, and the pool, and there's all sorts of aqua. Look, look. It's a real family, wonderful club. What it sounds like is a Vistage membership and one with the 49ers could be just... Terrific room. Two beautiful rooms for, for meetings, I'll tell you now. Two lovely rooms for meetings. Ah, you may hold but, one. There you go. Thank you, Stephen Weaver. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, 49ers. And we'll uh, have your company again soon on Tucson Means Business.